Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 245. Hey, my Richers, I'm Hayut, and I'm so happy to be here as every Monday. When I asked my guest today, Tim Kakir, for his best advice for entrepreneurs, he answered, Be obsessed with the problem, not the solution. Because if you are obsessed about the problem, the solution will change over time, getting better and better. But if you focus a lot on the solution, that's where you are not innovating anymore, and you get stuck on the solution that you've already came up with. And I believe he is right. I believe that when you are focusing on the problem, you focus on the customer's need. And since the money is in your customer's pocket, once you focus on their problem, on their need, you will also get their money. Tim Kakir is a growth consultant who helps companies, entrepreneurs, and students achieve fast and consistent growth. Working with 17 startups to date, some of his best achievements include helping two startups receiving 1.7 million euros in Horizon 2020 funding, increasing MRR of one startup from $80,000 to $300,000 in less than 18 months, and completing projects such as implementation of OKRs, building company dashboards, rebranding, and product launches. In addition to that, Tim's passion for helping people realize their potential to bring their ideas to life means that he also teaches bachelor and master programs at two universities in Barcelona, ESEI, International Business School Barcelona, and Geneva Business School. Let's listen to my interview with Tim Kakir. Tim Kakir, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi, Hayut. It's an absolute pleasure to be here as well. Thank you so much. I'm so happy you are here. And I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading? Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, very, very passionate about education at the moment. So about 30% of my professional time I dedicated uh, to teaching. I teach in two master's programs in two different uh, universities here. I usually teach around uh, digital marketing, uh, online growth, um, and some business intelligence uh, topics. That's kind of where my passion is because I really want to give back uh, all the knowledge that I gained myself. And that is something that I've committed myself about three years ago. So um, I love teaching at the moment. And about that 70% uh, the rest over, uh, what I do is actually I help startups uh, grow. So that's a combination of uh, product, sales, marketing. And now what I've uh, encompasses that is uh, growth operations. 
And um, I really love any kind of high-tech, deep-tech startup uh, trying to solve some of the problems that are crucial to be solved by technology. That's where my passion lives. Uh, where I'm heading at, um, I think that uh, I'm building a few projects at the moment, some side projects. Hopefully, uh, one or two of them will become uh, my main adventure for hmm. uh, next year. That's fantastic. Can you uh, tell us one of the secrets? Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> of course, it's not a secret. It's in stealth mode, um, so I can't tell the whole brand, but uh, um, I'm building two things. Uh, one of them is an educational technology platform for electronic music production. Wow. Uh, so basically, uh, since the pandemic, we saw as well a lot of the artists have lost their income because there was no event anymore and so on. So we've decided to build, you can call it like a marketplace, but uh, it's a vetted marketplace where uh, producers, DJs um, can uh, give education um, on our platform for aspiring musicians. So that's one of the platforms. It's beautiful. So you took it to the education part. Yes, uh, obviously, as, as I mentioned, I love education. I've realized that I love technology. And my background, actually, Hayut, is in music. Oh. I'm a sound engineer. Uh, I'm I'm a music producer. I'm a DJ as well. Uh, my fiance is a singer-songwriter. We're quite a musical family here. And uh, that's what I used to do professionally. Uh, but, um, you know, I've changed my career about, I think, uh, eight years ago, eight, nine years ago, into marketing for technology companies. And uh, now today, I'm very excited, Hayut, actually, to be able to bring music, education, and technology. And this is why I'm building a music ed tech platform. Fantastic. And this is exactly the time to ask you to share with us your career path. Where did you start? What is your story? Yeah, absolutely. I started uh, very interesting when I was about uh, 17 to 18, actually, uh, in California. I was selling carpets, uh, oh. Turkish handmade, <laughs> Persian handmade carpets uh, door to door. It was uh, a bit of telesales, a bit of door to door sales, uh, trying to book appointments with people who visited Turkey before uh, and uh, in California would visit them and try to sell them carpets. This was, I think, my first biggest business adventure. Um, I traveled the U.S. a couple times uh, in the back of a truck, sometimes sleeping on top of the carpets. <laughs> <laughs> they were not magic carpets, but I sold them like they were magic carpets, like flying <laughs> carpets almost. Um, why am I mentioning this story? Because that's how I started into the business, and uh, I was doing very... Uh, cold hard sales yeah. um, that uh, you know I'm very happy that um, in the in, in a year's time I was able to find out that I didn't like what I was doing um, because I didn't want to sell carpets to people who actually didn't need carpets but I was mm -hmm. doing that because I needed the money I was young um, California was expensive now it's even more expensive um, and uh, so then I, I I figured out marketing which the differentiation for me was instead of selling products to people who don't need it I would find the people who need this product or people who have that problem and they are looking for the product and that really uh, switched me into the marketing world and that's when I moved to London and uh, to the UK and I really got into um, creative marketing uh, media marketing 
Um, so for publishing companies, I helped a few companies digitalize their uh, magazine offerings uh, from offline world to the digital world. And that's where I switched myself uh, big time on to digital marketing. And I was lucky enough about uh, five, six years ago to move to Barcelona, Spain, which I'm residing uh, right now. Um, <laughs> and I came here for uh, startups. You know, the first couple of startups I worked at, one was where it was a big data uh, company for telecommunication companies. Uh, the second one was a computer vision uh, company for real estate. So quite high tech or some people call it deep tech. Um, and then I figured out that there were so many other startups that needed my help. So I took the approach of being a growth consultant. And that's what I'm doing right now. Um, you know, I'm helping um, many, many companies from travel tech uh, to ed tech, of course, um, a lot of B2B SaaS. That's kind of my area as well. Uh, that's what I've been doing a lot, um, yeah. B2B uh, software as a service. And um, yeah, that's kind of my career right now. That's what excites me. It's uh, to be able to um, help companies early stage or um, startups just before the round A investment to make them look better, to find their ideal customers um, and to really be able to share their stories uh, with data. Wow. And how did the music fit in? When did it start? Yeah, that, yeah. So, so the music in the middle, I didn't mention much about it. Because <laughs> when I first moved to London, I finished the music education. So I became a sound engineer. Um, I studied media production, concentrating in audio technologies. And, and I found myself in the music world because um, it was always a passion. I was DJing since I was young, but not professionally. And I was lucky enough to run a, a music studio for about uh, five years. And that's where I really understood uh, marketing and digital marketing while I was also helping publishing companies um, because I was marketing everything about the studio. I had an online radio station in the early days of kind of Facebook lives and, and so on, uh, where we had about 35 uh, weekly shows making electronic music on camera with audio. And I was marketing everything I was doing, Hayut. And um, then I realized music is a passion, mm. but that's not where... My career lied because, sadly, um, it's a very difficult industry, the music industry. Uh, you know, you don't sleep from Thursday to Monday if you want to be good at it. Every weekend you had to visit every party to make sure that everybody remembers you, that you're there. It's a bit like the fashion industry. Mm. If you disappear for a weekend, uh, they forget about you. So, so that's why I switched a little bit more to um, technology startups, if that makes sense. Yeah, so perhaps the new venture will uh, bring you back to music. <laughs> that's exactly the goal uh, with my co-founder it was very interesting because uh, you know I was preparing a little bit uh, my passions for next year and so on and I really yes I saw music is definitely one of my biggest passions education as we mentioned and technology so combining all these three hopefully Hayut is the um, it is what's going to make me um, very excited about uh, next year about this project and about launching this to help uh, aspiring producers out there hmm, that's great you are an entrepreneur, and as an entrepreneur, I want to ask you what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that is listening to us right now regarding mm -hmm. the customer focus or customer approach, but if you wish, you can take it to any other subject as well. Uh, I mean, I'll stay on your subject because I really like it, uh, you know, but I would look on a perspective um, about uh, more about, so your customer's you always focus on the solution 
right? Oh, you know, this is a great solution for this customer, right? And uh, my my really biggest tip would be to focus on the problem. Mm-hmm. What does that customer has a problem? What is the problem? You know, I, I keep saying when I teach as well uh, for my master's degrees, I always say, you know, be obsessed about the problem. Because if you obsess about the problem, the solution will change over time and the solution will get better and better what you're building. But if you focus a lot on the solution, that's where you're not innovating anymore and you get stuck on the solution that you've already came up with. So really, you know, understand your customers, but understand the problem of your customers. What is that problem that you're trying to solve? And be maybe 95% focused on the problem and 5% will be the solution. I love you saying that so much. First of all, I loved it when you told your uh, career story because you said two things that I really loved. First of all, you... talked about starting from sales and I think that every good businessman should or women should start with sales mm-hmm. and the second one you said I want I wanted to switch from people that didn't need the carpet to people that do need something and to find the people that do need something and I love mm-hmm. it so much because most of the entrepreneurs don't know that marketing is all about finding those people that need you. most mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely they're trying to convince as many people as possible to buy their carpet or their mm-hmm. solution and they're not looking for where is the biggest you can say problem or the biggest need and that's exactly what marketing is all about the solutions all the tools that we have and all the techniques that we have comes much later Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love what you said about convincing right I was gonna mention that as well and I always hear a lot of founders entrepreneurs that are like how do I convince people to buy my product you don't convince them make sure that your product is great you know that it does solve that problem and make sure that you're giving the best education the best top leadership around the topic and they will find you right and that's where you have sustainable growth and not very little spikes of growth now and then because you're trying to hack the system you're trying to convince people on buying your product and they will turn they will leave but if you really focus on on that problem I repeat that right uh, the solution will keep evolving and people will find you because people will have that problem and if you are a genuinely answering a problem with a solution that's where the biggest companies are becoming these these biggest brands in the world that's correct you've got successes and you will tell us about it in a minute <laughs> But I would like you to share with us what is your biggest, most critical failure with mm. customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, um, you know, uh, I'm going to look at a perspective of when we targeted uh, the wrong customers. We, um, in one of the businesses, which was the B2B SaaS, uh, we had a technology for e-commerce businesses. And um, we targeted the wrong segment. We, we targeted enterprise, big, big e-commerce shops, like very massive ones. It was okay, but we were closing, let's say, you know, a couple deals a month. Uh, we were growing very slowly, but we were growing. Um, and that was a big mistake because we didn't think about Um, other segments of customers we were like okay these are the big you know we want these biggest e-commerces and so on and the, the workforce we had around it you know we had so many sales guys you know holding hands because enterprise sales as you know it's so much longer it takes time so much energy sure. and we were an early stage startup and um, we thought that was growth you know um, 
we were closing deals. It's growing slowly, but it was very, very slow. I think the biggest mistake that I've done was, you know, to not think about different customer segments or to test, to experiment the messaging to different people. Um, and when I found this out, we, you know, we were lucky that um, actually a friend of mine said to test a few things. And, and, you know, it was great to see somebody from a different angle. And usually this is why. Uh, we love consultants, you know, like people hire me to see from a different angle. And um, we tested more small to medium businesses. Yes, there was more churn, but the volume, you know, we 10x the volume, uh, we 10x our growth. Um, and, wow. and the startup grew in 18 months uh, to places that we could not have grown at 18 months with enterprise sales. You know, so what I'm trying to say here, I think my learning from this failure is, you know, never be stuck on saying, all right, this is it. These are the people. No, keep testing because, you again, you don't know who else has that problem. You know, we only thought enterprise right. e-commerces had this problem, but small e-commerces also had that problem. And we were a better solution for them than the bigger um, shops. Right. I always say that we should be act like detectives and should go and find where are those people that really need us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I would like you to tell us the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customer. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I think that uh, one of our greatest success that I was involved in in, in a company actually was when uh, some drama in the world happened. And, and you know, and it's, um, it's not just drama. It's actually major problems around the world. And uh, we were selling, we had an e-commerce um, shop um, and we were selling products uh, in America. And uh, what happened is that, um, you know, there was a big movement of uh, Black Lives Matter, as, as you're yeah, aware. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and uh, we, we donated um, some money into certain, uh, certain um, you know, uh, charities or things or projects that we believed in. And what happened is that we got really um, a percentage of our client base uh, suddenly turned a bit racist. And I guess they were racist, but we didn't know this. <laughs> uh, and we started to get the hate messages, uh, Hayut, to be honest with you. We started to get hate messages, hate reviews, why we're helping and so on. Um, and that really uh, scared us. I mean, that, that was crisis management suddenly in, in the company. And, you know, it, it was really, really bad. We didn't know what to do. But I was very lucky uh, back then to work with, with an amazing CEO. I wasn't the CEO. I was the chief growth officer. I was working with an amazing guy. And um I remember when we had our Zoom call because everybody was uh, in different places around the world. And I remember in this Zoom call, um, we didn't know what to do. And we were like, hey, what are we going to do about these hate messages? We need to delete them or we need to respond to them. You know, it's becoming very difficult. And I remember the CEO just said, you know, do you have their email addresses? And we said, yes. Uh, He said, "Okay, can we block them from our shop? And we said, yeah, absolutely. And we were a bit shocked. We didn't understand it first. And we did block these customers, these these racist comment, uh, commenting customers. And, you know, we said no to business. So we said no to certain uh, revenue. But that helped us grow even better, Hayut, because we stood behind what we believed in. And we didn't uh, just focus on the money. We focused on uh, the good people that we had. We got rid of the, the bad people that we had. And this actually helped us grow. Uh, people start talking about us mm. on Reddit. Uh, people started to protect us on Reddit. Um, we got an amazing loyalty on Reddit thanks to this action that we did. Fantastic. Sounds fantastic. 
I mean, it's difficult to, you know, when, like, I was thinking, if I was a CEO, would I was able to do the same uh, call and say no to money? I'm not sure, Hayut, but now, now seeing this example, I'm quite inspired and I'd love to be able to make the same call and say, you know what, we don't want the money of these people. I love this story so much because actually it helped you grow. Absolutely. This is the beautiful thing about it. It's taken to what you believe and to the way you believe that you should go really helps you grow. It was a great success story, but um, I think, as you mentioned, it's, it's an amazing growth story for myself because after that, I started to be also much more uh, customer-centric. I've been starting to focus more on, you know, how as a company can we do good to the world and not just focus on revenue. And that changed a lot my mind again, you know, that first change from sales to marketing and then this one. Uh, seeing uh, such a CEO uh, say no to money was very inspiring. Hmm. Can you recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer focus marketing or sales? Mm-hmm. However, I'm not looking for the last Chinese tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and might help other entrepreneurs as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, so... If we're looking from a customer's perspective, I'm going to look a little bit different, Hayut, and I hope that's okay. I'm going to look more of an internal perspective because if internally in your company, you give a great employee experience and, you know, the knowledge is there and everything is at hand, then they're going to give a better customer experience, right? So at the end of the day, better employee experience for me equals the better customer experience. If your employees are happier, they will make the customers happier. So what I'm going to go for uh, for this tool is a bit the latest Chinese tool. I'm not sure it's Chinese, (laughs) but it's one of the biggest ones at the moment. It's called Notion. Um, uh, I don't know if you're aware of Notion, Hayut. I am, but it's not a new one. Perhaps it's only... It's not new. It's not new, you're right. It's just the trend started to become okay. quite big the okay. last couple of years. But why I'm, I'm okay. mentioning this is in my consultancy, many, many companies that I, go for, uh, that I consult for, they really focus on growth marketing or marketing to grow. And I started to help them focus internally on their experience, on the knowledge management systems inside the company, the processes, how to optimize those, how to use technology for uh, internal uh, operations better. And that grows um, your company and you give a better employee experience. So I mentioned Notion because, you know, when we come into a company and we start really building a knowledge management for the internal processes, uh, for your goal settings um, and centralizing all the information or sometimes as I call the source of truth. And when you build that, when you give a source of truth uh, to them, to your team, I love seeing the growth. I love seeing how people can find what they need, when they need it, and how they can contribute to the information and how we can bring collective intelligence, as I mentioned, into one platform. So I do recommend, you know, having a, a workplace, uh, a digital workplace like Notion. Can you tell one or two words about what Notion does? Absolutely. I think Notion was built as a, as a free, customizable note-taking tool Um, you know, so that you could create documents and take notes. But now they're evolving into being an all-in-one uh, productivity um, platform. And I do say not software here, I will say platform, because you can ba- build from tables, you can build dashboards, you can build documents that we know. Um, you know, you can get rid of uh, your spreadsheets, you can get rid of your docs on G Suite, uh, you can centralize all that information in one place. That is Notion for me. 
uh, from a business perspective. But uh, since I'm sure some of your listeners, um, founders, entrepreneurs would like to know as well, it's a great tool for your own personal second brain, I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it mm -hmm. second brain because I put all the information there. I, I put all my notes there. You know, our brains are not made to store information. So let's store that information somewhere that we can find uh, the information quickly and, and at hand very easily. Hmm. Thank you for that. Can I ask shortly about the point where you stopped chasing after your customers mm. and started to attract them to you? Yeah, so, so I mean, that, that, that point was, was quite a pivotal point in my career, I think, you know, because I grew up in Turkey, uh, you know, to a Turkish father, a French mother, but my dad did a bit of an old school business, you know, he managed international ports, he had lots of employees and so on. And, you know, what I've learned is, To make money you know you go for money you tr you find customers right and you know and you find people and you try to sell it to them you try to sell whatever to them right you can sell carpets you can sell services you can sell applications whatever right um, that pivotal moment when I realized that that is a lot of energy a lot of you know trying to convince as we said people and trying to aggressive sell instead when I found out that There is about, you know, now there's about 8 billion people in the world. And obviously there is a percentage of these people that needs whatever you have, right? Um, when you switch your mindset on saying, okay, instead of me trying to chase people, I will be the top leader in this space, in this industry, in this, mm. in this category, in this market, whatever you want to call it. I want to be the top leader in this space. When you start becoming that and you start sharing valuable information for free, right, on your blog, on your newsletter and so on, that has a compounding effect of people actually even speaking about your product to the people who might need it, right? So that growth, the more organic side of growth is what, um, you know, creates this exponential growth, creates this sustainable growth and not just a very short-term growth. And uh, that change of mindset for me uh, was very pivotal in my career. Hmm, great. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. Mm -hmm. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us win. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? Yeah, my, uh, my key success factor, and I'm going to be 100% transparent here, is technology. It's platforms, it's software, it's tools. I'm obsessed about uh, tools, uh, Hayut, and uh, I think that helped my career big time. Early in my career, um, I was able to find platforms and tools that other people in my company uh, wasn't aware of. Um, and by showing that knowledge very quickly, I was able to um, evolve in my career and from a marketing assistant to a marketing manager in, in you know, in eight months time, uh, becoming head of digital in less than a year's time. I think all of this is uh, thanks to my curiosity of uh, softwares and technology out there. So I guess it's not just the technology, but it's the curiosity. You know, you have to be curious, keep being curious. Uh, that really helped me a lot. Hmm. And I do agree that uh, understanding technology is very meaningful for any one of us. And we can see that with the younger generation, it's easier for them today. 
it is easier, obviously, for a younger generation. And we're not saying here, you know, understand the backend technology of, of platforms and so on, but understand the value that it can bring to the table. You know, understand that it exists, that there are so many automations for marketing, there is for processes and so on. When you know that, you know, you can automate the low cognitive work and you can, as a human being, focus on the high cognitive work. And that's where our creativity, our intelligence is most needed. So um, I think that, uh, you know, uh, making sure that you understand uh, what's out there, uh, what are the mm -hmm. possibilities is, is key for growth. My final question. Mm -hmm. My final question before I ask you what is the best way to connect with you. My final question is my mountain question. And as my listeners already know, I've been imagining this journey of entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain, step after step after step. And then when you reach the peak, usually you're looking to reach a higher peak. Sometimes you need to go down in order to reach the peak. And at some point I started to ask my guests, and that's what I want to ask you, whether you ever climbed the mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? <laughs> uh, I mean, first of all, yes, I love mountains because I snowboard. Uh, but uh, but let's talk about a bit more on the business side of uh, of the mountain, right? So so for me, I think that uh, now it's becoming more and more realistic. And I think thanks to your question, I'm thinking about it now. Um, you know, my mountain was uh, education. Uh, it was education technology then suddenly, you know, um, and now I can see that there is so much, so many things that I want to do in, in, in education by using technology and not just in music. I give you the music example, but I would love to uh, be able to help the, the, the education around the world, you know, uh, and so I'm going to make my mountain uh, educational technology and I'm mm -hmm. going to try to climb that mountain by uh, delivering multiple projects. Today, it's starting from music, uh, but in the near future, I would also love to look at more um, on the business education side of things and um, getting better skills, you know, gaining better skills quicker for people. And this is becoming a personal um, mission as well, because, you know, I have a daughter of four months old um, and, mm -hmm. you know, the future of the world. I am not very positive about it at the moment, I'll be honest, you know, so we need to work harder of bringing better solutions to problems that exist. We need to bring better education. Uh, we need to uh, help the world get information better, especially in, in places that they can't get this information. We need to help the world now, um, you know, because I want my daughter to have a better world, a better future out there. So that's my hmm. mountain. I've just started the climb, but I realized that um, three years ago when I started to give classes, it was actually the first little hill of the mountain, you know, the, the, the first phase of the mm -hmm. mountain. And now building educational technology platforms is my second phase, I guess. And then third would be to become a venture builder or a product studio, if you want to call it, for educational technology. Fantastic. Thank you for this answer. <laughs> Thank you for the question. <laughs> Tim, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Yeah, there is uh, two super easy ways. Uh, number one is my website. It's timkakir.com. So that's T-I-M-C-A-K-I-R.com. Uh, and in the same first name, last name, Tim Kakir, you can search on LinkedIn. Um, on LinkedIn, on my bio as well, it's a public bio. I have a um, calendar link, so a booking link, 
where you can get a free call with me, uh, you know, no strings attached, just to chat, just to see what you're building, uh, what are your problems, if I can help you or to get to know each other. I love to meet people. Uh, so, you know, hit me up on LinkedIn or on my website. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> we will put these two links in the show notes of this interview. Perfect. Tim, I would like to thank you so much. It has been a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you for coming. Hayut, thank you so much for the great chat and for the amazing last question. I, I really love that question. Uh, it really made me think um, about uh, my mission in life, you know, my mountain in life. So I thank you for this great chat and uh, all the best uh, to you and to your listeners. <laughs> thank you and take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.